I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. I'm Chanti. And I'm Lynx. And you're listening to Muses. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an extremely special episode of Muses. We are the podcast all about women in music, from the wives, the groupies, the girlfriends, to the PR women, the photographers, the music historians like ourselves. Right, Chanti? That's right. Yes. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I was going to say, this is the podcast that was a hobby, that became a job, that took us to LA, that took us to Tennessee. It's been such a crazy, exciting, unbelievable ride from beginning to end. And all of it unexpected. And all of it's such a joy, honestly. And I'm going to say five years because... This time, five years ago, is when Muses began as like a concrete idea. The first episode didn't get recorded until September and then released in October, I believe. But it was started and the prep had begun five years ago at this time. And even though we're episodes, say, like 170 something, we have a lot of episodes that never got a number. So I'm also going to say 200. Yeah, we've definitely recorded at least... 200 times which is crazy it's so crazy to me and I'm so impressed with us like this is such a huge accomplishment and it's been like such a joy in my life and my goodness this is really 
I'm feeling the feels now, Shanti. I know. I <laughs> Just thinking about recording this episode has made me, like, I'm just driving in my car and thinking about it has just made me so overwhelmed with emotion. And I have a towel over there ready if I need it for some tears. But um, if you read the episode title, then you're probably wondering what Shanti's last episode means. So basically what it means is that that um I'm I don't want to say I'm saying goodbye but there's no other way to say it um it's gonna be my last episode because uh I guess just since moving to this farm and just thinking about some things in my life and my future um I think this is a beautiful place for me to wrap after five years and 200 episodes um to kind of let it let it go in a way so this is it this look if like in uh, in the future if you're like this is a topic that only shanti can come on to speak on i will come back as an invited guest yes this is for sure not your final episode in the sense that we're never going to hear from you again you're definitely going to come on and join me sometimes I'm sure so yeah listeners don't fret too much but you've got some great things going on in your life right now and you know the focus is just shifted a little bit so that's yeah that's right it's just the focus is the focus is shifting a little bit um it's been an absolute joy, like working from home and being feeling like a an entrepreneur these last like two, three years of my life and trying all these different things and seeing where I fit. And now it's just, uh, I guess, just almost reining things in a little bit. I started a new job, so I'm going to be working as a developmental service worker. And it doesn't even feel like a job. This is like my I'm entering into my second career. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this career is, it's my mom actually retired after 40 years of this job and it's working with individuals with developmental disabilities. So all ages, there's a couple different homes and like, uh, community centers, but right now I'm in, I'm in a home in people's homes and it just feels so wonderful. I get to drive from my little farm town to another little farm town in my car and just spend some time with some amazing people. And that feels really rewarding. It feels like something that I was always meant to do. And it feels like something that I could really give my time and energy and focus to until I retire. Yeah, I was going to say it definitely seems like a calling for sure. And you already know the job so well from your mother doing it for so long. And I have witnessed and been a part of your life now for a while. And I know you just light up a room every time you enter one and you have a way with people that not a lot of people have. And I do feel like this is perfect for all the skills that you have uh, to be helping people like this. Like it just, it's, it makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. Um, And I mean, maybe uh... People might be thinking, well, you've done so many things, you know, why can't you keep the job and keep doing the podcast? But I think I've decided that once like my car rolls into that driveway, like I'm off duty, I'm off work. It's time to, I think, reconnect with 
just a, a like a deeper sense of myself of like spirituality uh, movement practice uh, meditation practice read books for pleasure all different kinds and if I read a music book I'm not gonna feel like oh, I should be taking notes for this I can really just read it to um, fully enjoy it and uh, that's really it honestly like it's really not that much more complicated than that um, another thing that I was thinking is that podcasting is like oh man what a job and especially if you're an independent creator especially with how the how things are changing so fast and have been for five years you really have to be on top of things really innovative really creative and you really have to have a strong passionate drive and it's not fair to you links it's not fair to muses it's not fair to anybody if i don't give that full capacity to really like keep going so i think it you know when you know that it's time to time to let it be so Having said that, Lynx, what's next? Well, I got some planning to do, obviously, but I would definitely love in the fall to be doing it bi-weekly, still the same type of thing, some episodes, more research-based, and I'm going to try to do a lot more interviews coming up as well. Um, we kind of stopped doing that for a while, which I'm kind of happy about now that that was sort of our last year where we, we did a lot of the episodes just us two, and I'm so glad um, because I just, I love doing those. But yeah, I think, because also like I was starting work again, life is sort of picking up. So yeah, it's going to be a shift, but I'm Muses definitely Muses still... isn't over. No. Muses isn't I'm... over. It's not There's ending. There's still so many stories. It's just, it's just going through a little bit just... of a change. Not even that much because Lynx is still no. here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm still gonna do my best to be bringing, you know, all the same kind of episodes, same inspiring, amazing women, and hopefully just have like more guests on as well. And I mean, we know so many people, we've met so many people through this experience as well, that um, I have a huge list of people that I'd love to come on and talk muses and, you know, everything about. So yeah, and of course, again, um, I'll have you come back on for special episodes and i'll be listening and i'll be commenting and i'll be there and if anybody wants to keep up with me um i have a private insta but it's just my name it's chantelle lemieux if you want to just like see pictures of my dogs and my cats and my farm you're welcome to come and join me there it's not a lot going on guys but that's kind of what i'm going for well that's another thing you're like a mama now like you got dale and he's just growing up so quick yeah what what a pup like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. that photo that you sent recently of you guys spooning it's just every time I show my dad a photo he's just like jaw dropped he just keeps growing Dale's this like what a what a dude what a horse I know a horse a horse of a, a horse, dog that's right um and he's not stopping he's not done so that's yeah crazy. yeah 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 and so-, so this is like the beautiful thing about it too is that like this friendship that we've grown has been one of the most enriching beautiful honest 
friendship and partnership and business partnership all in one and that's not an easy relationship to navigate but we've made it work so well and it's so nice to be able to be like okay like I'm gonna step away and for us both to be like I love you so much and I support you so much like this is this is exactly yeah there's no all the feelings are just super emotional and like pure love and yeah um we did a great job with this I think and like you said not just professionally but personally and I've learned so much from you and from doing this with you and um I couldn't have done this without you and thank you for like building it up to this point with me and um, helping me build my confidence where I can say, all right, I'll, I'll take the reins now and see what I can do with it. So yeah, thank Hell you. Hell yeah. Okay, so I think that's it. What we're going to do now is we're going to answer some listener questions and then Lynx and I have some questions for each other to just reflect on these last five years. Yeah, yeah. you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. What's the first question we got? Okay. So I can read the first one if you want to just go back and forth. The first one is which musician's bio did you enjoy reading? Oh, man. There's so this many. This is interesting because it's we... musician. That's the question is musician. Yes. I, I was going to say, um, well, I'll, for male musicians – some recent ones that I've really loved. I really, really loved Springsteen's Born to Run. His was just so incredible. It really blew my mind. Um, another recent one that I read was Flea's Acid for the Children. And I thought that one was so great. And what I really loved about that is most of it kind of takes place before he made it big and famous with chili peppers so it's just like him growing up and becoming the musician that he's become and just running around LA having fun and there's so many references in there like he name checks uh, Pleasant Gaiman for one and so I just love reading books like that where you're like oh I know her Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one other one I want to recommend is Punk Avenue by Philippe uh, Marcade he was in a band called The Senders he was part of the you know, Max's Kansas City, CBGB punk kind of scene. And so anyone who's interested in that era, his is a really good book. And of course, name drops a lot. How about you? Um, I think my favorite musician autobiography was Ronnie Spector's. That was a huge one for nice. me. Um, I loved the Heart Sisters and in Nancy Wilson's uh, autobiography, loved that one. Yeah, those were two of my standouts. I mean, all of the books on my shelf. So I'm the kind of person that I give away books, but I don't give away those books. All of my like musician yeah. books, those ones uh, I keep. Yeah. Nice. And obviously, I didn't say it, but Patti Smith's Just Kids is like my Bible. But I figured that probably didn't make sense <laughs> I talk about her so often. <laughs> really loved those yeah. ones. I, I still have to read the Ronnie Spector one. I want to, that episode was great, but I need to uh, get from her words for sure as well. Yeah. Yeah. We can only express so much in an hour's episode that like we take away from their books. So it's always great to just go and read them. Yeah. Oh, I do like this next question here. <laughs> 
Why do you think the 60s and 70s were so fascinating to us today? The Beatles? (laughs) I feel like the 60s and 70s are so fascinating because there was so much going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And that was really a time where both the music and film really reflected that. Like they really captured that. And the 60s were really one of the first times that the younger generation really learned to use their voice as well in art and politics. So I think that's very relatable. And unfortunately, we haven't moved that that much forward yet. And of course, the more you learn, the more you read, the more you experience life yourself, the more you realize like we still are connected to that time. You know, we still are learning and growing. So, yeah, there it is such a fascinating time. And I feel like that's probably why. That's what I would say. And yeah. the Beatles. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think because we're this podcast that specifically talks about the inspirations, the, you know, groupies and wives and things like that. I think what's so fascinating to a lot of our listenerships in regards to like the 60s and 70s was almost in a way how innocent things were, how much easier things were, how much more tangible things were before there were there was social media media or barricades on doors or, you know, security saying no. Um, It was a little bit easier in ways to make connections with musicians and bands and uh, it was maybe a little bit more free in that way that you know today it's like well how do you even meet someone or how do you how do you do the backstage thing and now it's just like this total like not secret code but there's just there's just there you can do it but it's just certainly different ways to get around it yeah, that's very true. That's very true. There was a certain innocence back then uh, that's gone now. Like, absolutely. Still, you can still have fun, but yeah, it's just a different different time. And um, it just seems so magical back then. Like, everything was connected and everyone was happy to be out and living. And, you know, I just, I'd love to go back. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's a topic, right? It's like this is studied. This is like ethnomusicology and stuff. It's like people are studying this in university. We thought it was so fascinating that we did a podcast about it for five years and counting. Exactly, yeah. And of course, just fashion-wise and everything. Like everything about that era is just A+. plus, A plus era, <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'm going to skip to the next question. We'll go back, but I just this just makes okay. more sense to go with this. And it's who are your style icons? Because we're just talking about fashion and style. Who are your yes. style icons, Links? Um, Debbie Harry, for sure. Courtney Love, the Riot Girl. I'm definitely not. I don't really dress up that often. I'm more just a shorts and a shirt you know rocker kind of girl but when I do I love like the Courtney Love baby doll-esque type of thing and 
Um, yeah, Debbie Harry always just looked unbelievable. I love all of her t-shirts and her style. Uh, of course, though, like I love all the 60s, like Patty Boyd and them too, but that's just not my specific style. I wish I could pull that off. I don't have the patience. I look at all these amazing women on Instagram and everything who go thrifting and I'm like, God damn, like you all look so good all of the time. That's just not, I can't put in that much effort, but uh, I, I very, very much admire the girls who do that because they are like living in it. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that and say like, like Carly Simon and you're so vain, you know, I just that middle part, long hair, natural sandals, long skirt. Um, that's I think the closest thing that's probably like been my style. Although I've never like, committed to a 60s or 70s aesthetic yeah um if I had to choose one it would definitely be that like flowy skirt and almost like bohemian top and and, uh, like long flowing hair that kind of thing an early 70s Laurel Canyon type of you nailed it that's you that's it that's it yes exactly and we've always said that is like Lynx is more if we had if we weren't Canadians and we got to grow up in the 60s and 70s in the U.S. Lynx is New York and I'm L.A. Yeah, exactly. Love to mix the two. But yeah, those are like where our heart and soul is. So and yeah, we definitely reflect that image wise as well. Mm hmm. Look, hey, Shanti here. I was editing this episode and I cannot believe I forgot to mention Paul and Linda McCartney on their farm in the Ram era. We're talking woolly sweaters, mullets, the big shaggy dog. That's my fashion icon. That's my aesthetic. I had to add that in. Look, if this is going to be my last episode, you guys need to know. That's my aesthetic. Okay, thanks. Keep on listening. Now back to the show. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Let me see this next one. What are your favorite flowers? That is interesting. (laughs) Okay. So one thing that I've noticed is 
my mom sent me a birthday bouquet of flowers and the dried eucalyptus leaves Mm -hmm. is by far the thing I love most when put into a bouquet of flowers. So I take it out and I hang it up like in my bedroom and I had it since January and it's my my room still smells slightly of a like a dried eucalyptus and I love that. One time I went to um like a psychic healer and she told me that my uh the animal that she saw for me was a raccoon but okay. my scent was eucalyptus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. I never understood what either of those meant. I still don't really get the raccoon thing, um, but I I do really like a dried eucalyptus. It's funny because those who aren't from here don't even know the like Toronto raccoon connection. But <laughs> um, if you're from Toronto, you know there's just like a. Uh, it's you know almost what? like our mascot. They're cute and mischievous, and I'm both of those things. I am cute, Very and cute. I am a little bit mischievous, which is how I've kind of gotten my way into certain things over the years. Oh, definitely. I'm cute, but I can't. I get into trouble. <laughs> Good trouble. Right. Yes. What about you? What's your favorite flower? Um, I've never really been a flower person. Like, I don't ever buy them for my home or anything I really like the look of water lilies I think that's more because I'm like a Monet fan and I think they're just beautiful and there's something I don't know relaxing about them and just the way that they kind of flow I also really love lavender Mm, mm -hmm. um and the scent and uh you know and tea and everything um but yeah those are probably yeah, I would say a water lily. Okay. Um, best song ever written about you? <laughs> um, that's an interesting question. I'm not going to promote any songs written about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was actually thinking about that recently, sort of, where... Anytime someone's written me, like, a nice, like, love song, I'm always suspicious of it. But anytime has someone has written, I've had a couple songs written to me, not, not mean songs, but, like, personal. And I know when I hear them that they're 100% about me and they're not, like, some guy being like, oh, I wrote a song for you. And then he sings it to another girl and it's like, mm-hmm. you know. So I'd like those ones better just because... I I know it's it is personal, but I don't have like a best song. I, I I haven't listened to a song. I have a couple like recorded somewhere that ex boyfriends and stuff have given me, but um, not not recently. I don't remember them that well. You've you've had some lovely songs written about you though. Yeah, I remember the first time I suspected that a song was inspired by me. And I still think it is to this day. And the person who wrote it has now become one of my great friends. But just in case it's not, I I will not ask. I will yeah. not ask him. I will just always think when I hear that line that it's 
that's about me mm-hmm. the second time I knew for sure a song was written about me is when the guy that I was absolutely obsessed with for years who didn't live in my town but would come on tour to my town I would like mark it down on the calendar and I would be depressed when he left and I would just count down to the next time he arrived back in town he showed up and he like handed me an LP and he said that song's about you Uh, that was years ago and then I saw recently that his I guess he's doing some solo stuff. I'm not going to mention his name because he's like got a family and stuff now and it's just not, you know. So I know he's doing some solo stuff and I saw that he re-recorded the song. Oh, that's cool. The one person that I will mention because we are dear friends and he does have something to promote and he's always playing shows and uh, I was watching one of his live streams this past year online and his name's Willie Stratton and go look him up yeah. he is a wonderful musician and he's such a great guy um and I messaged him and said that was a great live stream and he said oh did you hear the song I think it's called Queen of the Midnight and he said it's about you and about the time that you used to work at the spill uh, so- Love so the title. I think I might have sent it to you guys in our group chat and be like, this one's this one is about me. I think you can f- probably find the song. And yeah, it's just sweet. It's fun. And it's yeah. like he wasn't in Peterborough. I had like told him about my time there. And then he wrote a song based on it. And um, I just like I just think he's so great. I just we have such a beautiful friendship. And that's what Pamela DeBar always says. If you can stay friends with your exes, I think. Absolutely. As long as they're good to you. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just, you know, when you're like young and it's just not the right time. And but you both move on and you respect each other and you care about each other very much and you stay friends. And you get a song out of it. Yeah. So that's I love one that. of my favorites. I I had a flash. I don't think you have gone too far into my so-called life, but there's this one episode where Jared Leto is a, uh, he's the love interest on the show and he's playing a song and Claire Danes has dyed her hair red and he's singing the song called mm-hmm. Red. And it's like, I call her red. She's my shelter from the storm, blah, blah, blah. And her friends are like, oh, my God, it's about you. And she just, like, you know, has a fit over it and, like, in love. And, of course, it's, like, it's about <gasps> his car. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be. It would be. Yeah, oh exactly. God, that's so good. That's <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Um, just, I love that show. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Let's see what we got here. Do you believe in past lives or spirits, etc.? 100% I do. Do you? 100%. Yeah. Um one of the like biggest well I've like two huge examples and one includes links. The first one is that I really believe that some of my really like special like family members who have passed on have always looked over me. Um, a lot of good in my life has come from a lot of like, you know, my 
grandmother and great grandmother and great aunt and I really try to include them in a lot of my daily things whether it's uh, wearing a piece of jewelry or a piece of clothing or looking at their photo and just almost like having an acknowledgement um, of them I really feel like surrounded and loved in that sense um I believe in something bigger and higher than us I definitely have a spiritual practice um I don't subscribe to any religion in part in, in at all um but yeah I'm definitely like you know I say things when I'm with my mom that like this isn't the first time we've been together it's not going to be the last time that we're going to be together in whatever incarnation uh comes next um I do hope that the next place that we go to is going to be a lot more um beautiful than this sure there's like heaven and hell on earth right now but oh my (laughs) god I just i I don't ever want to go back to a world where there's so much sadness and pain and suffering. I I hope it's better. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe in like uh, karma that what you do here is going to directly impact and influence the next one. So try to be the best that you can and, and do well and do good and help others and be truly kind and giving and I hope so. Yeah. And then we have our Elvis you know spiritual connection that I do believe you and I both feel was spiritual oh yes oh yes absolutely I basically agree with everything you said I'm I'm not religious at all I feel like I'm open to experiences and I've definitely felt connections and things that I can't fully explain the Elvis thing for sure I have another thing with Marion Davies who I have tattooed on me now um she's just this old Hollywood actress that ever since I was like three years old have felt this weird connection to like all my life like strange connections my dad is like I don't know how you even knew about her she's like a silent film actress she did a couple films like talkies but she wasn't like a big star or anything but um no I've just always felt this weird connection to her and I like the idea of like past lives and like maybe I I was her or connected to her in some sort of way and yeah I've certainly had experiences like the Elvis experience and also just weird unexplainable things um, with human beings especially my dad where you know we're connected in a way that's not uh, like explainable like I feel I have this weird story where I got sick. I went to the Dominican one year and I got sick and I was in the hospital and my dad didn't know. And he actually, within like five hours of me getting sick and going to the hospital out there, he called the hospital that I was in. And when the phone rang, I immediately said to the doctor, like, I think that's my dad on the phone. And it was. Wow. Yeah. I just knew. I, I knew. And he knew. And somehow I I still can't explain that, but that's like a cosmic connection, you know, and you hear stories like people when their loved one passes away or something like they feel it like before Mm -hmm. they are told. Right. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely things that we can't explain and something else happening than, you know, what we can see and touch and everything. So that's such a good question. Yeah. Deep. 
What mixed drink would you drink with your favorite musician? I mean, I'd have anything they're having. (laughs) 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 Uh, My go-to mixed drink is pretty basic. It's just a gin and soda. I'm not a big, like, cocktail. I go to dive bars, so it's not much of a selection. But uh, actually, if I could pick any drink to have with anyone anywhere... I would love to just have a coffee with Patti Smith at the Café de Flore in Paris. I know she loves it there. It's an iconic place. That's like, that would be like a heavenly experience. And I wouldn't want to have alcohol, uh, like, mar it, you know, like I would want every memory to be sharp for the rest of my life. So Nice. That's a great answer. Thank you. I actually did have a drink with one of my favorite musicians once, and that's Josh Tillman of Father John Misty. That's right. Um, Yeah, we went out after his show one night, uh, me, a friend, him, and his drummer at the time. And he and I went up to the bar, and he ordered a Guinness, and I ordered that beer that has the, like, it it has a little mascot that has kind of a mohawk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put an orange in it. Yeah, you put an orange on it. That's what I got. And I remember he like opened up his wallet and he didn't have any money or he didn't have any like Canadian money or something. And I was like, oh, I got this. No worries. <laughs> like, uh, and I remember opening my purse and not wanting him to see that I had like bought uh, like a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that was beautiful. But um, that's a cool memory. Yeah. Like my favorite musician i don't know i guess like who is my favorite musician these days i know it's Um, hard to pick one it's hard harry styles i mean yeah i'll have what he's having i'll have a tea i'll have a shot of tequila um I don't know what his drink is. Shot of Harry. Yeah, I think I'd probably have to have a shot of something to <laughs> to keep my cool, to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. He's such a babe. He is. I I see it more and more now. When especially the more photos come out. Okay. Do you want to do one more, and then we'll do our own questions? Yeah. You picked the last one. Okay. Have you ever had to sign an NDA after hanging out with a musician? No. No. Uh, Yeah. I feel like with us, when we've talked about this before, where our groupie experiences sort of happened just before bands really started to think about their image and um, what was going on backstage and how that might affect their careers. Like, that wasn't really Mm -hmm. a thing. And I feel like... I'm not hanging out with the Rolling Stones every night, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get to our questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. This is just a fun one. First, if you could star in a movie as one of the muses that we've talked about, (gasps) which muse would you want to inhabit and portray? I feel like I would love to be Carly Simon. I'd love to do the... Warren Beatty thing he's got he's got to be in my movie he's got he had to make an appearance in this last episode too he had to um yeah the um her as a musician herself that like that life like I like I think that vibe would be really nice and I'd love to see like her biopic that would be amazing for sure that's such a great question 
I think we would be great as Marianne and Anita. Oh, yeah. I would go blonde again for that. <laughs> I would 100% go blonde again for that. Yeah, anything that, like, I guess has a relationship with a member of um, the Rolling Stones would be fabulous. Yeah. And they both had way more fascinating lives than the men themselves. So mm-hmm. that would be Imagine a movie incredible. about the two of them would be oh, unreal. So good. So good. Absolutely. I mean, so, life stories. Does that answer the question for you then? Yeah. Would sure. you want to be Marianne or Anita? I mean, I would I would take either for sure. It would be cool to be Marianne though cuz then you could be a bit of a rock star as well, like I, you know, performing and having a crazy life, but um yeah, I would take either for sure. Okay. Debbie Harry would be cool too. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. There's just uh, they, I mean Again, I dye my hair if I need to. I'm back to my natural color, but I would also love, I'll like, a GTO it. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they all had uh, amazing lives as well, and they all deserve movies, though. i just like to be an extra in any of those, too, at this point in my life. Just, yeah. just an extra would be great. Put me in those clothes. Okay. So two of the biggest cities that we've traveled to with muses and because of muses has been Nashville and Los Angeles. If you had to live in one of those places, you had to pack up and you had to move, which city would you choose? LA, no question. Hmm. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe you'd pick Nashville. No, LA for sure. Um, one main reason, which is silly, but you hate country music. That's true, but <laughs> my reasoning was um, I'm a vegetarian, and as oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, they oh don't my know God, about, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to eat some variety, and I'm not going to get that in Nashville, unfortunately. Lynx hardly <laughs> ate in Nashville. She, you asked for. Um, they only had one thing on the menu that didn't have meat. It was bean sprouts, and it came covered in bacon bits, and it wasn't even listed on the menu, like, with bacon. Like, how how, like, how do you just put that on? <laughs> She's like, I guess I'll get tater tots again. <laughs> I think I ate, like, only tater tots, and then one time, like, mac and cheese, and... That's not... Oh, and I had a salad that made me sick because I think I'm the only one who has ordered salad out there as well. (laughs) So, So, yeah, for that reason alone, not my city, but it was so much fun there and I definitely visit again and um, I would love to, like, do more music-related things while there, for sure. But L.A. was just... L.A. went beyond my dreams of it I feel mm-hmm. like like we I just had so much fun there all of the dolls that we know really made sure that we had the best experience and um just being in the hills and everything was just so surreal and beautiful and I definitely wouldn't mind waking up to that blue sky every Incredible. day like oh. how about you well, I think that even though I've said that I've always felt a connection to L.A., I think if I was younger, then 
that's what I would love to live there for a little while or a few years or whatever. But because of where I am in my life and just how I'm feeling and how I feel like grounding and how I've just been so immersed in nature and our garden and just being at home, barns and cows and all that stuff. I want to get chickens. I think Nashville it would be better for me at this point in my life. Yeah, I I can picture you really like flourishing there and And I like country music. Yeah, you would be into the music scene, you're into the outdoors and you definitely have like the mindset, I feel like of people who end up there and I mean, it, there's a reason so many people flock there and like so many incredible musicians, artists, human beings. It's definitely like a special special place and it's somewhere I never thought I'd ever go. And that was so cool to have the opportunity to go with you and everything. Like, that was such a fun time. Mm -hmm. Going off of that, of our adventures that we have gone on, is there a specific moment that you would love if you could revisit and do, like, one moment over again just to relive it? Is there a specific one that you would choose? I think you know my answer. Sun Studios. Yes, that's Sun Records. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a moment. I remember there was a moment where you and I, Sun Records was closed. We were in the recording, not in the recording part, but yeah, it was the whole thing is a recording studio. So not the mastering part, but the recording part where music was playing and you and I were just holding each other and looking at each other and if you and I both hadn't been there looking at each other at that time it's like would anybody even believe this is happening or is this really happening because this is too unreal to be true this is something that's like out of a movie it's one of those moments where you're like living your life and you're like this is something that I would see on a film like I don't have to go outside of myself or to like do any kind of escaping to feel like I've had this like sort of experience I'm living it and to know that you're living that moment, but also try to be in the moment. It's like you're also, you're, it's like an out-of-body experience, but you have to pull yourself back into the moment. So you really feel it in your body. So you'll always have that memory. That is precisely the exact same moment I would choose. I remember dancing with you. Music was playing. We just recorded. We were just like soaking up the moment. And it was so great to be in a moment and realize how incredible it is and to, like, fully immerse yourself in it because, of course, I would love to relive that moment, but, like, I do all the time in my head. Like, it's still perfect. It's right there. I will forever go back there anytime I want in my mind. And Thank God we have the pictures. uh, I know. I know. Everything, like, again, that whole trip – Elvis was just looking down, making sure we had the best time. I have scrapbooks. Our way. Yeah. Yeah. I, need I have to a make whole one. scrapbook dedicated to that trip. I have all of the stuff that I collected, but I haven't uh, put it in a scrapbook yet. But I got to do that for sure. Yeah. What a. Oh, that was just so good. I it was know. so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, Daniel and Plez. Yeah. Thank you. Gorgeous creatures. Mm-hmm. What's something I taught you? Oh, okay. Well, 
Okay, I've learned a lot from you. Something I've always very much admired about you is your openness, your open-mindedness, your ability to talk to anyone, relate to anyone. You just have this way of you, where like you automatically connect with people. And I don't have that because, I don't know, social anxiety and things, I just don't feel that way. It takes me a little bit longer. But like watching you has helped me a lot. And I think you've taught me a lot about listening and about trust and support. And like you were saying earlier, I know I've grown so much from our partnership, not just personally, but professionally. You've definitely helped me become a way more confident person in my abilities. You've always given me, you know, unending support. Um, Something also that I never really did before that you've taught me that's helped me a lot is making sure to celebrate like all the moments every success big or small Uh, I remember like every time we used to record face to face together the minute we finished we would like high five like do a little dance be like yeah that was great like it like that was just again just helping to like boost my confidence and um, to make sure like I'm enjoying everything, you know, and you've taught me a lot about like balance, listening to your mind, listening to your body, following your intuition. I've picked up so much from you, honestly. It's hard to say like, oh, you've taught me this one thing. No, it's mm-hmm. just it's like I have grown as a human being in so many ways because of you. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and like right back at you. If yeah. if I were to if I had to pick like the best thing about doing this, like I honestly like I can't say it was going to Graceland or recording at Sun Records or meeting Linda Ramon. It was truly developing this bond with you that goes beyond any like friendship or like sisterhood or do you know what I mean like we really or like a business partnership to be able to have done and achieved all that all that together to celebrate a success with somebody is like the closest thing that I've even had to like a romantic partnership you know what I mean a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah to celebrate yeah like victories together um we never gave up if I was ever feeling down about something you were always able to remain so level-headed about things um you know we were nominated for some awards but it only ever got to nomination we never won you know and if I would get mad or something and we were we always had a we were always able to like nobody was ever too up at the same time we were always able to like balance each other out which was perfect and you've taught me that a no is free so luckily for us we haven't gotten many like at all like no's over the whole course and history of this podcast so we we talked to people that we wanted to talk to we no one was out of reach no topic no band I've talked to every band that I've wanted to talk to I've read almost every autobiography I've wanted to talk to there are some women that are still out there that I'd really still like to talk to but it's like 
it is what it is. But yeah, you just taught me like unconditional love and friendship and understanding. And when I told you about how I was feeling, I was only met with like understanding and support. And that's how it's been throughout this whole thing. If, if any, if either of us needed something, we were both there for each other. So you've taught me like a kind of friendship that I, I've never had before and that I will cherish forever. I, yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like that was both of us growing together, learning together, again, supporting each other and that confidence I I didn't know I didn't have the self-confidence five years ago and I think that's almost why it's like not easy but it's like okay to for me to walk away is like I've done everything that I've wanted to do so I like so I'm I'm almost feeling like you know ahead I'm gonna like do you know what I mean I just I don't feel like there's unfinished business and I really achieved a lot of dreams and uh, like have been able to believe in myself so much that it's almost like we can do anything you just commit to it and you do it and no we've done it like Mm -hmm. that's uh and for sure uh I, I couldn't have done this without you like I couldn't have gotten to this point I don't think I think like us coming together was a magic and Mm -hmm. it was meant to be. And yeah, this experience is like a life experience. Like you're obviously a life partner and friend to me now for sure. So, um, I, this sounds like a mushy love fest, but like it is like, there's literally nothing negative to say. I don't think we've like, we've never fought or anything. It's just like, we just, everything worked, everything clicked. And if somebody was doing something, then we were quick to like talk about it. If apologizing needed to happen, it happened. And so it was just, it was a super honest and transparent like relationship this whole time. And I think that's how you have to do it. If you're going to do this with somebody for this amount of time and really make it last. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I'll be Uh, a better friend and a better partner going forward. Like, you know, even with my romantic life because of all of the lessons that we learned in here. Absolutely. I and I feel the exact same way like this. I, this is lifelong lessons learned here that uh, have made me a better person for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss doing with this with you every week. But every of course, week, I'll, I know I'll still be talking to you every day and everything. Also, yeah, like we'll just be able to do this without microphones <laughs> and we'll sit and we'll have our drink and then you'll come visit me. I'm going to come visit you and we can yeah just like focus on our friendship and still talk muses and stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's full circle it's come full circle now i have one more question what about you um yeah i got one more okay you go what have been the most surprising or other than our relationship rewarding things about this journey that you weren't expecting to happen or Okay, that was my last question, but I had another part to it. So oh, okay. it was like, basically, what are the best? What was the best? And like, what is the most difficult? Or what was the most difficult yeah. part? So I'll go to difficult first so I can end on a high note. Perfect. For me personally, look, if you've left like a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever, I've not read them because there's just something inside of me that every time I read the one negative for the 20 positive, it ruins my day. 
it makes me sad. It makes me angry. And a lot of it isn't like constructive. So it's just almost like a hit to your own character. So luckily for us, we've had such positive interactions online. We very rarely had to like delete a comment on Instagram. The rare comment we've deleted has been like if we post a photo of Pamela Anderson and somebody like slut shames her, we just delete it. Yeah. And like we don't engage or or we do say that's not what this space is. Like yeah. read the room and if you don't like it, then you're going to get out and we'll block you, whatever. Um, so negative feedback has been has been hard for me even if it's something simple like great topic shit editing or like bad yeah. sound quality because and I think with the changing market of like the iHeart radios and the like really you know most people when they sit down for a podcast all they have to do is talk into the microphone sometimes it's just off the top of their heads maybe there's a few notes and someone else does the rest you have an audio engineer you have a producer you have someone listening telling you certain things and we've done it all from the beginning even when we were network besides the little bit of like audio engineering help which I don't even know if people could really tell the difference this is not saying anything bad about our sound guy because I really liked him but it's always been just us and so when that got criticized that was one of the hardest things for me because I just wanted to scream like don't people know how hard we work or that we're just two people or that we have so much else going on in our lives and that's really like it's small it's like peanuts it's that's been the hardest thing do you have a hardest thing uh the editing (laughs) (laughs) um that's something like you said like beginning this I don't think we edited the first couple episodes at all that's something we both learned over time and I've I know my ability has gotten way better but of course the more skill you have at it the more hours you're putting into it because you know and you want it to sound the best it can sound so yeah you put in so much effort researching recording putting together this episode and then the nitpick editing is just what drives me crazy but it's a small thing I've never really cared about the comments obviously I don't like getting mean comments or people who don't realize yeah the amount of hard work that you put into it to begin with but um I'm I have the ability you have a thicker skin in that way which is why you run the tiktok it was it's yeah. too, it was yeah. too toxic of an environment for me and I'm too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um eh. oh, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. But uh I love I love reading the good reviews and um yeah, it's and like you said, we've never gotten like anything really terrible. But uh we we get a lot of comments that every other woman in podcasting gets too, like they sound like valley girls blah 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 where you're like no that's just or get to the point voice. like don't don't it, chat don't chit chat get to the point and it's like this is a podcast yeah. there's also a fast forward button exactly and yeah that's a personal preference like, yeah you, you don't want to hear me talk about myself fine don't cool gonna hate Great. this episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what is like the best oh, what God. was uh highlights 
I know it's hard to pick when this was just like a, an idea. I remember typing out kind of like a plan, kind of what would might be in a business plan. Like, who do I want to reach? Who's my audience? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And everything has been crossed off. Yeah. We reached our target audience. We have our niche. We we have the age and range and, and more of listenership that I always hoped that we would have. We've been to multiple um, like award shows. We've been able to like dress up and go to events. Um, we've had, you know, a lanyard for every Toronto festival. We've gotten backstage to meet little Steven Van Zandt. We've been to Linda Ramone's house. So I think the idea that I had and where I thought it could go, it exceeded my expectations. So I've done more than I thought that I would do with it. And if it weren't for you and keeping me accountable, I couldn't have gone this long if it was just me. I would have quit. It would have been too hard. I would have gotten too... It. I needed you. The The only reason yeah. why this has gone on for so long is because of the support and how amazing you've been to like catch me when I've needed it. So yeah, it's just what we've accomplished that I haven't even named like half of it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's given me such a, like a belief in myself has been so good for my, my self-esteem, and my self-confidence. And I think the biggest thing, which is such the groupy spirit is that I've always wanted to be a part of it. I couldn't stand sitting on the outside looking in I needed to be in I needed to feel like I was part of it that I was influencing and that I it was influencing it and that I had a relationship to the past and so when I'm in my car and a Beatles song comes on and I think about the conversation I had with Jenny Boyd I think about how close I am to that when I think about the conversations we've had with Dorothy Carvalho and with Kathy Eandely and the relationships we fostered with those women. We're a part of it. We've been a part of the conversation. We went from looking out and being a fan to being included, to being a part, to being a muse, to being a girlfriend, to being a rock and roll historian, and then to be an inspiration right. to others. Because I've had people message us and say, you inspired me to do this and that, whether it was going on, just living this kind of lifestyle or going after what they wanted or starting their own podcast we've been able to inspire others so it was really full circle yeah obviously everything you said has been the highlights for me too and just adding on that like you said fostering these relationships with so many so many incredible women who have been guests on our show who are um who we've done podcast episodes like crossover episodes like we've met so many other amazing women in podcasting and um getting to connect with listeners everyone who's ever written as a message like that means so much to us and me and shanti whichever one of us sees it first we usually like copy paste it and we talk about it and like it, you guys make our day when you guys do that and um again i don't think we would have gone on this long if it weren't sometimes for those little messages here and there just being like hey love what you're doing keep keep it up like great job 
that it's been so it's been so amazing yeah, for it to, to mean something such to story. others yeah that's what we started with i mean we got to the point where we were we were able to sell ads and make some money off of it which was lovely but that was never really on the list it was like if we can have 12 people that listen every week that get something out of it then we're happy and of course we far exceeded that and i think i can like speak you know, for both of us, when we when I say that, like, this was something really nice to share with our fathers, too, who were, you know, like, he bought your first concert. Some of my best memories are, like, with my dad, you know, in, in like, singing in the kitchen and doing rock trivia with him. And this is something that I don't think that I've ever actually said out loud on the podcast. But the reason why it started was because we were in a really difficult spot. My dad got really sick. And my parents' marriage, unfortunately, had to end. And so... So I had to go home and I was dealing with some really heavy stuff, like taking care of my family. And there were mornings where I'd like make a cup of coffee and like sit at like my parents' kitchen table while everything was like falling apart around me and just being like, what am I going to do? Like I'm so immersed in this like family situation, but like I need something for me. And muses came out of that. Out of the darkest period of my life, muses emerged out of that as a, well, should I make a zine? Should I write a book? Should I do some chapters? So I started sketching things out in my journal. And the main theme was this idea of being a groupie and being a music fan and all of the bands that I've met. And I started it and I didn't want to do it alone and there you were and it's been an amazing yeah. ride since then and one of the most it's one of the most beautiful parts of my life yeah me too and it's crazy too because it came at a point in my life where I had quit uh, attempting to work in film which is like what I always thought my career was going to be and I was sort of in a place I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was lost. I was like, should I move? I was thinking of moving to England. I was like, just, I need something. I need a focus. And yeah, again, this, you, I met you and this happened and it was like, no, this was, this was what I was supposed to focus on. And um, yeah. And I guess that's also why it's just so magical. And, you know, we both kind of took, a negative or part and built into this beautiful, positive, incredible thing that we've been able to share with so many listeners. And, and so, uh, and thank you like mm-hmm. everyone who's been on so far. And a lot of you have been there since uh, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also just so amazing. And, um, grown up together look keep listening i'm gonna keep listening i can't wait to see what you do and how you do it uh i this has been so much fun reminiscing with you and everything and um i'm happy that uh we get to do this little kind of goodbye episode and um just uh, thank you so much shanti honestly like you mean so much to me i love you so much and you've just filled my life and my heart with so much joy and happiness and I'm just I'm excited to 
continue being mm-hmm. a lifelong friend and uh, I'm so happy that you're you found a job that you know you really connect to and I know you're going to be amazing at so I can't wait to see what I love you so much future, too you know? um, this friendship means so much to me I cannot wait to see what you do and I'll be watching I'll be participating and you know this is like so long for now and so you're gonna take the month of august off correct you're gonna relax that's correct you're gonna do some some sometimes you need space to do some like really good planning and then you're gonna hit in september Mm -hmm. in the fall and you're gonna like come back with some like cool shit right that's right yes i am gonna be bi-weekly in september and I will still be bringing some great muse stories and some great interviews. I have a couple women um, that I already know I'm going to be interviewing in That's the next so month. That's so exciting. I got the first couple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. And uh, yeah, again, thanks everyone for listening. And I hope your August is great. And I'll see you. Yeah. See you in September. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I love you so <laughs> much. And I'll see you on Instagram. I'll see you online. And thanks for being there all these years. I love you guys so much. Thanks for everything. We love you, Shanti. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.